0: It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. And here we go on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you. This is HSK Today. Uh, We are here live from Nighttime Hockey Bar at M Resort on location, and we'll be here for the full hour, so we invite you to come down, join Darren, myself, and the many people playing slot machines right now around us who look very (laughs) confused, uh, but hopefully they're going to get their dose of HSK news. Uh, We expect during this hour to be joined by Silver Knights captain and pending All-Star participant Braden Pahal. So that's going to be the majority of our afternoon when he does arrive, chatting with him about the All-Star experience and uh, really just a a midway check-in of the Silver Knights season. Uh, Darren, for the Silver Knights, uh, they've dropped the last couple, uh, including or. Yeah, dropped the last couple against San Jose and Calgary, but uh, an important time for them to start winning. But before we get to to that, uh, just in general, you know, the VGK going through a challenging East Coast road trip as well. They've come up on the All-Star break. The All-Star break, I think, can be more than just the rest that uh, is implied, but also it's a point for a reset, and that could be useful for both of these teams.
1: Yeah, reset's a better word than I was going to use. Um, it was regroup, don't worry. <laughs> it wasn't be too bad. To be but, honest. Yeah. But, but, yeah, both both teams, I mean, for different reasons, right? I mean, if you, well, actually for the same reason, they can't score. Neither yeah. of them have been able to score uh, very proficiently. HSK all season long, and part of it is because they've had good call ups that, that played well at, at the you know, NHL level. NHL team, you know, VGK, they were cruising yeah. the first 30 games. And all of a sudden, everything dried up and uh, come back to the pack quite a bit. And now you're in for a a battle the second part of this. It's not the second half, but I think it was like 37% of the the schedule remaining. But uh, the unofficial second half, it's going to be a a real challenge for the VGK to to stay in that mix. It's going to be a battle all the way to the end. HSK, they're out of room in terms of margin for error.
0: Now let's let's tackle the uh, the scoring challenges yeah. from two fronts. First off, from a well, for, for for both teams, scoring trouble has to be so frustrating for a coaching staff because you can't do it for them. You've got systems in place. You've obviously devised something that should produce offense, but there's just a, a natural finishing ability that players have or don't. Or when they're hot, they're hot. When they're not, they're not. So it, you, you can't go out and score for them. That's got to be a tough end of the equation.
1: Yeah, especially I like, will go to with uh with coach Mania and and the staff, you know, with Huey and and Wardo and all the guys and, and Freddie. Like the team's played quite well structurally. Like if you teach if you want to look at we've taught them a- and how well they've played defensively, kept themselves in games, have not been able to score the timely goal, maybe and at times the goal thing's been really really good. Other times they haven't gotten the save. So that's their frustration. But, but again, they're in a teaching mode as well. Right. So so it, it, everybody wants to win, so I don't want to slough that part off. With with the Golden Knights, it's more what are you? What's your identity? Have they forged one yet? Like Paul Cotter's done a nice job, I think, of somebody who's stayed in the lineup, got hurt well, for a couple of weeks, took yeah. a while, was a healthy scratch early. But you're seeing what kind of player he needs to be, and he seems to be understanding it better him to be successful at the NHL level is that throughout the lineup Um, you have it with certain players and then you get the generic well they're good off the rush but they don't score on the inside enough well maybe but again part of that is how are what is your team identity you know, that's are,
0: why losing someone like Mark Stone is so glaringly obvious because he does things on the inside, and losing one per- one person can't be your identity, but it shows the <laughs> the, the absence that it becomes glaring. Right, and,
1: and I think you bring up a good point because last year when he went out, I mean there were lots of injuries, but when he was out, they were they ended up being done. And this year, he goes out, and everything that was moving so well, and he actually carried when Jack Eichel went out, carried the team. Did Mark Stone? Keeping plays alive on the power play, which was still clicking, he goes out. Power play goes. They don't keep enough plays alive. Not enough net for presence. That you can have somebody standing there, but you can also have somebody standing there that can score goals as a different, a different element. And they're missing that right now. And, and a lot of offensive players to further that. Even if you don't score on the power play, you get your offensive mojo from. Being on the power play and the the reps look good you might not score but it feels good it feels gets that offense going five on five and that has been a disconnect um in the last month or so
0: and the other prong of that so again now the one prong is okay scoring is tough right now and you can't go out and do it for them or you can't you know you, you can't X is o's your way into the back right. of the net <laughs> right. in and of itself the other side of it is is it's just it's a tough time in the league both ahl and nhl to have scoring troubles because all things are proportional if teams are averaging six goals a game then three goals is not scoring enough but that, that's a little extreme but nonetheless right. goals are at an all-time high so if the puck's not going in for you well no one else is slowing down for you
1: either no and, and you, again at the nhl level i mean you look at the numbers oh well, logan thompson when he gives up two goals or less is nine and zero. well no kidding <laughs> to prove your point right. right the way things are now the league is over six goals per game um and so you know that's not a 3-3 game because we don't have ties anymore. So it's it's a 4-2. If you can get to 3, and teams are getting there pretty routinely, you've got to keep it out of your net, but you've got to get to 3 or 4, closer to 4 per yeah. game to be successful nowadays.
0: So, again, it'll be an opportunity for a little bit of a retool, a reboot yep. for uh, for everybody top to bottom. But. For the Silver Knights, uh, they are in the midst of this, this home stretch that has three more games in it, two games this weekend against the Colorado Eagles, after which will be the All-Star festivities on the 5th and 6th in Laval, and then the Silver Knights will come back from the All-Star break on the 11th uh, to host the Ontario Reign before they begin a stretch that's going to be 10 of 13 on the road, and that will be the uh, the deciding, regardless of what they do in these next three games, because again, this was a stretch yes. of 10 of 12 at home, so we're already... Pretty much through that stretch, and
1: we talked about that one.
0: Sometimes it's been good, but it's been that 500 neighbor. They haven't they haven't seized it, right? So now they're going to have to do something on the road where they have five wins this season. It's going to have to be a a, a season defining run where they're going to have to dig down deep.
1: Yeah, and, and again, they, as I said, the goaltending has been there lots of nights. The defensive structure, quite frankly, has been there. Penalty kill has been there pretty much all season long. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, so you can't go out there and say you know what we're going to plan on winning two to one yeah. just because again that's for the reason we just talked about and you're playing good teams Colorado pretty good team yeah Yeah. You know, Calgary comes in Seems like they play Calgary every other weekend here the rest of the way pretty darn good team yeah and that's, uh, Coachella that, Valley good team
0: the second half of the schedule is not set up to do them favors
1: all those teams I just mentioned uh, we were they can score goals. Yeah,
0: the good thing is though, when you're in a division where seven out of ten teams are going to make the postseason, yeah, and the uh, the Silver Knights right now, one of the other challenges is they've been ahead of Bakersfield for quite some time now. The Condors have hopped them. The Condors have four games in hand on the Silver Knights. Silver Knights have played more games than anybody, so they're gonna they could use the rest that's coming without question. But, right. You know, this is a glass half full, maybe glass <laughs> a third full, but right now you're ninth. You are four points out of the final playoff spot, and again, there's there's 27 games to go for the Silver Knights. When, when you only need to get to seventh, and yeah. when you're when you're sitting in ninth, the good thing is, well, all the teams you're playing, at least you're chasing everybody. So, no, that's true. Y- every game you play, you're gonna you can make some progress on someone.
1: But you you bring up the, the you know the divisional format. It's uh, everybody in the American High League is playing the same amount of games this year. That's good news. Right, right. But but the, the metric of who gets in and how many teams in each division differs. And uh, so the Pacific District uh, Division, you have a chance. Um, like you said, you're going on a little bit of a run. Uh, you're back in a playoff position.
0: Braden Pahal is going to join us momentarily as soon as we get this headset on him. <laughs> seems to be a Rubik's Cube, but I think we've got to figure it out. All right, so braden has got that popped on. Now, Braden, we're going to see if you can hear me and if I can hear you. Good. Yep. Bring the thing up closer. Good. Perfect. All We've right. got Braden Pahal, Silver Knights captain and uh, all star to be uh, in the coming week uh, here at M Resort. So, by the way, we're here at M Resort through the end of the hour. So, please join uh, Darren Elliott, Braden Pahal, and myself. Braden, thanks for hopping on. We uh, we appreciate it. And uh, a couple. Of, well, yeah. Uh, yesterday, uh, no practice, but Monday was a tough one. Today looked like it was an in-depth practice. Has this been a good? Uh, retooling week for you guys
2: yeah it really has it's been a, a good reset for us uh i think we lost our game a little bit so this week of practice is really important for us to get our game back going into the weekend
0: you know last night was the uh, season ticket member event at the dollar loan center and it it stood out to me that uh, the fans looked like they had a good time you guys seem to enjoy yourselves but also going back a couple of years now with covid and whatnot we actually haven't been able to have an event like that in a while did it feel uh, like a bit of a throwback for you guys
2: yeah it was it's super cool when you can uh, get involved with the fan base you know they come to each game and they cheer us on hard so when when we can give back just a little bit it's it's important to us too
0: so we're gonna have brain ball for the next little bit here hoping to carry you into the next segment if you have nowhere else to be uh let's let's get into the fun stuff which is all-star weekend coming february 5th and 6th in laval first of all congratulations congratulations thank you um just the excitement level of of being able to go and also uh how that news was delivered did tim speltz call you did manny call you
2: yeah manny manny talked to me after one of the games
0: and uh that's something i'd be interested in obviously
2: uh being a fill-in for for miro and a guy that really deserves that but uh, it's super cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's going to be uh, a lot of fun when you can kind of compete against the top guys uh, in the league and be considered one of those guys. It's it's pretty special and uh, something that I'll remember forever.
1: Hey, Laval, uh, one of the better franchises and buildings. Have you been to? Have you played in, in that facility yet? No, I haven't
2: been there. Uh, I've been to Quebec uh, when I was younger, but uh, Did
1: you go good. to Peewee Quebec. No, I never. <laughs> that <laughs> we, tournament? We weren't good enough then, but uh,
2: just, just family vacation. I was there, so I haven't been back in a while, and it'll be cool to, to check it out.
1: Yeah, it's uh, have you been in an all-star environment before, like in Jr.? Or did you ever have anything like that? Because I never was, but it always seemed like, like I, I've been a broadcaster on the ice for all-star games. Yeah. kind of It is. It's like a different atmosphere with the players. It, it's really cool.
2: Yeah, no, I've never been a part of it, so uh, I think it'll be a, a little nerve-wracking, uh, but it'll be a lot of fun uh, get, getting to know those guys around the league, and guys that you only play against on the ice and kind of learn to hate, so it'll be uh, it'll be fun to, to get to know them off ice and see how they are as a person.
0: We're with Braden Pahal. You know, you mentioned guys you only get to meet in a, an adversarial atmosphere, but honestly, for some guys, not even that. The way that the Silver Knights mm-hmm. schedule is structured this year, it's been... All Pacific divisions, so I'm sure there's going to be guys from the Eastern Conference that you might even be meeting for the first time.
2: Yeah, definitely. There'll be names there that uh, you know, you've heard of, but you never put a face to it. So it'll be cool to meet all those guys and um, just be around the top players is, is something special.
0: Let's go in order of the weekend. So you're going to get there. You're going to get there pretty abruptly because the skills competition's on the 5th. You guys play on the 4th, so it's going to be a bit of a whirlwind. Do you know yet for the skills competition what you may or may not be taking part in if they reached out to you, asked you what you're good for?
2: Uh, they've asked uh, what you would want to go in, but I'm not sure where I'm going in yet, so it'll be a little bit of a surprise for me as well when we get there.
0: So were you just, you're just you just the good guess at, oh, wherever you want to put me, I'll be happy to be? Or did you have a recommendation? <laughs> yeah,
2: you have a recommendation. There's a list of all the events <laughs> that they put on. I think I put uh, my number one would have been fastest skater, hardest shot or something. Okay. But Leave it to the skilled forwards to pick those corners and, and make those tight passes.
1: The, the the NHL, is as we saw last year here in Vegas with the All-Star Game, it's taken on a life of its own in terms of, let's call it, creativity of events. I, I don't know that the AHL has, has gone to that level. It's more like the, uh, like you said, the more traditional, traditional. skills con- contests.
2: Yeah, I think it is just the traditional yeah. one that everyone's accustomed to. So it'll be a fun event, I'm sure. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. I remember I I, I would always watch the American League uh, Skills Competition at home. So uh, it's pretty cool that I can play in it now
1: and be A. Part. Very cool.
0: With Brayden Paul, you said you think you checked the box for fastest skater, hardest shot. Was it just because of I think I'm fast, or might as well be this, or were there certain events <laughs> you know maybe you don't want to be in the puck control relay? Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was more uh, trying trying to get out of that
2: puck control relay and. Do something that I could actually manage it.
0: I've definitely always thought to myself, if I was in that situation, I'll do the passing for accuracy shooting. I'll just lay it out there. But knowing I'd airmail it into the neutral zone anyway. Uh, We're with with Braden Pahal. How about the format of the game itself? It's going to be three on three. It's going to be wide open. But, you know, I think every now and then we think in the NHL All-Star game, it's gotten a little bit relaxed. Guys want to just make sure they don't get hurt. and That's understandable. For some reason, I feel like the AHL, now that you guys are going to be throwing bodies in three-on-three, although knowing you, perhaps you will. <laughs> um, but but it'll probably be a little bit more up-tempo than maybe the NHL All-Star Game shows. Yeah, yeah, I think it will. I think with
2: the NHL All-Star Game, they have a pretty grueling schedule that they have to look forward to. But our schedule kind of eases up in February, so um, I think it'll be a little bit, little bit more tense than what you might see at the NHL level.
1: The three-on-three in general. Talk about, I mean, it's been around as a format for overtime for a long time. It seems like everyone has dialed into you know, regroups and more under control than when it first started. It was just go as fast as you can until somebody scores. Do you find that, that there's a little more um, strategy uh, to the three-on-three sessions?
2: Yeah, I think coaches have adapted uh, somewhat of a structure that you would play at three-on-three just like you would at five-on-five. So it all comes down to puck control, and uh, at the end of the day, there's going to be chances with only six guys out there. So you just got to, when you get those chances, try to make the most of them.
0: With Braden Paul and Braden, you know, if I lose my voice entirely, I'm glad you're here. You and Darren will just take it the rest of the way. (laughs) Uh, Braden, one of the things I I really was happy to see when when I saw your all-star selection is that, you know, when we look at all, any award really for a defenseman at any level of hockey now, it's so geared towards points and offense. I mean, the Norris Trophy race is, is usually listed from points top to bottom, but you've put up points this season. You already matched your total from last year, but you bring a physical game, an edgy game, a, a, a good in-zone defensive game. It's good to see guys who play that style and play big minutes rewarded. Is, is it fun for you to be in an all-star game knowing that the physical edge and the, and the nasty side of the game is part of what you do best?
2: Yeah, I think it is. I, I was joking with my grandpa this afternoon. Uh, he called me after practice and we were just talking the same thing on what you would do in the skills competition, and I said, too bad there wasn't a body contact <laughs> That's uh, right." event. So uh, I think a lot of the um, point totals is, is what people look at, but there's a lot more to hockey, and um, being a shutdown guy and a physical guy is just as much imp- as
1: important. It, it, important, certainly. How rewarding was it, or in, in terms of confidence, that your game – transferred so well to the the nhl because you played really well at the nhl level that had to be you know something like reassuring to you
2: yeah it really was i think uh coming into the american league your goal is to always make the hl or the nhl sorry um to go there and and succeed like i I feel like i did it it was uh it was really really rewarding for me and um, hopefully I can get another crack at it and, um, you know, try to stick there for next
0: year. And, Bray, we're going to expand on that a little bit more broadly, your time with the VGK and really what this whole season uh, means for you in terms of, of progress in your career. We're going to touch on that when we come back from a break. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott, and Braden Pahal all here at M Resort at Nighttime Hockey Bar hanging out for the hour. Come on down, meet Braden, get a signed item or two. We'll be here till 3, back in a moment, on 1230 of the game. Brian McCormick here on HSK Today on the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more... HSK Today. Today, coming to you live from Nighttime Hockey Bar at M Resort. Come down, join us, hang out with Darren Elliott and with Braden Pahal, who will be headed to the All-Star game for February 5th and 6th in Laval. You know, before we move off the topic entirely, uh, well, you're an All-Star, will bring it up as much as you want. But <laughs> I do wonder, Braden, you're excited to go. It, it's going to be a great event. It's uh, an honor, I'm sure. At the same time, it's still the All-Star break. I'm sure some of the other guys are heading to the beaches or the golf courses. Is there anyone whose uh, who's All-Star plans you're jealous of, despite the fact it's going to be a great day for you, but it's going to be a, a, a run around 48 hours for you as well? Yeah, I think the
2: the travel is, is a little bit of the downfall for the All-Star weekend, but uh, I think you can be jealous of anybody that gets to sit back and play golf for a few days.
1: <laughs> well, I know when I played for the Kings a thousand years ago, Used to come to Vegas, right? <laughs> like yeah. a forty-eight-hour junket with no sleep, and you would run into about half the league. Would be here. yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. Your
0: vacation's all year long. This yeah. is on the on the sunny beaches of Laval. <laughs> well, Braden, you know, but when we went to break, we were talking about the uh, the experience you've had playing with the VGK, putting up some points, getting into some games, playing good minutes. You mentioned at the very start of the year with the coaching staff that came in, Bruce Cassidy and company, how you thought it was a style, uh, a system that really fit your game well. And that system obviously carries over to the HSK as well. So now that we're several months into the season, has the play you've been able to play this year allowed you to take some, some personal steps? Yeah,
2: I think it definitely has. I think uh, this year more than ever I've been uh, a lot more physical and aggressive and, and that just, like I said, plays into the system. It's a system that allows the D-man to be physical down low and uh, I think that's a really big part of my game. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's really worked well with me.
1: You're right, because some, some, some systems, they, they don't want you to hit and stick. They want you to just defend with your feet. And if, yeah. if you're not, if, if you would rather, you know, play when you're drawing contact, the other system can be tough.
2: Yeah, definitely. A lot of systems nowadays especially are uh, played on the move. So when you can kind of get into the dirty areas and uh, be physical, that's, that's a really big part of my game. And uh, I'm fortunate that our system works in well with that.
0: I wonder, Braden, you know, as the game has evolved, it's gotten faster, more skill oriented. We don't talk about the the Scott Stevens open ice hit like we used to, where a hit can change a game, but there are still players who have that ability. And the reason I bring this up, it was a couple of weeks ago when Calgary came to town the first time, you had on one shift, a penalty kill no less, calgary has redeems a horna is six foot seven i think and adam klapka is six foot seven you hip checked both of them and sent them end over end and it got the building going when you're hitting obviously it's it's something that lends itself to your game but do you ever look to to hit with a purpose do you ever look for it as a momentum swinging element when the opportunity presents itself
2: yeah i think it is a momentum swing um for for us for our team when whenever there's a big hit uh it gets the bench going and uh, I think a lot of times this season we've we've been quiet on the bench, so we need to get that um, going more, and, and big hits definitely contribute to that.
0: It seems like of late for for you guys. It's been a bit of a... Midway through December, you guys found a few wins you strung together. Out of the break, it lulled a little bit. Now you guys have picked it up again a little bit. We're obviously getting into a time of year where it's important for you guys to start stringing some games together. What, what needs to change for you guys to find a little bit of of snowballing momentum
2: yeah i think it's just consistency in our game um not playing you know one weekend really well and then taking the wednesday off and and losing two points to a team that we need to catch so um each game especially coming towards the end of the year is really crucial for us to to uh jump guys and get into that playoff spot where we want to be
1: you see your games dropped off you know at times what what is that like? Is it is it on the offensive side of things, or is, or is it one thing, or is it something different on, on different occasions?
2: Yeah, I think sometimes uh, us being a younger team, um, we kind of just fall into the trap of uh, maybe not being prepared for every game as well as we should, and uh, that just comes with experience and um, becoming a pro. So our young guys, I think you know they're starting to to come along with that, and um, you know myself personally, I went through it too, so. Uh, it's just you know being ready each and every night and um, like I said especially these last few games or well last half of the season here uh, we got to be more consistent so we can get points when we can.
1: What kind of captain are you? Vocal? Like when, along these lines is what you're talking about how, how are you handling that with with the room?
2: Yeah I think for me I, I want to lead it um, by example and um, whenever I can come in each day and, and do things right you know you it, it's a snowball effect where you uh, you know the young guys watch that and, and they start to do that so um, I think you got to be vocal at, at times but for me it's it's just doing things right all the time and,
0: and never skipping a day We're with Braden Pahal and you know you mentioned that it's a young team uh, compared to you there are younger guys than you but you're, you're still a young player yourself I, I wonder who you lean on when when needed uh, Jake Bischoff on the back end I'm sure lends a, a lot of support but who are some of the guys that you go to
2: yeah, I think our whole uh, leadership committee. Um, you know, I said it when I get, when I got the captain last year that any, anybody in that room could wear the letter, and you know, whether it's a C and A or no letter, everyone has a voice. And um, you know, with guys like Fro coming in, and and like you said, Bish, it's you know, those guys are super easy to lean on, and um, they're them too. You know, do things the right way, and. Um, that's that's a, the, the kind of culture that you want to bring into a, a young group is to make sure you're doing things the right way, and that'll translate into the games.
0: Darren mentioned we were going through the schedule, looking at what's to come. There's going to be a lot of road hockey. It's not an easy second half of the season for you guys, and there's work to be done. But one of the interesting things is a lot of Coachella Valley, a lot of Calgary, a lot of, there's some Colorado. You guys have played some of your best hockey against some of those right. upper echelon teams in the division. What have you been able to tap into and and do you think you'll be able to continue to do to yeah i think
2: i think it is really important uh i think the trend of our team has been when we get a top team that comes into town or we go to the top team uh we we up our game and i think that's going to be really important for us the second half if we can up our game and find that consistency in the uh better hockey that we play then um we can give ourselves a chance every night and um you know hopefully at the end of the season we'll find our way into a playoff spot and like you said, playing against those top teams will definitely give us an edge going into
1: playoffs. So the way the American Hockey League is now, uh, you know, so segmented by by divisions. Do you follow the other divisions at all, or is it just based on guys you know, or you just you're focused on your team, focused on your division, or do you do you kind of scan and see what's going on around the league at, at large?
2: Yeah, I think uh, when you're checking the game notes it's at the start of the game, you might flip through the page and see how other teams are doing. But for the most part, you're kind of staying in division. Uh, you know, we don't play out a division this season, yeah. so you're well, playing the same ten teams. teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're playing the same teams uh, pretty much every night, and uh, you definitely get uh, get to know them quite well.
0: Is that helpful? That you know, again, by, by this time of year, you know everybody, and there's that familiarity. Or do you think it actually be helpful to to know the other teams less? That sounds <laughs> sounds like an ironic question, but especially when you guys are in, in playoff chases, does that much uniformity maybe even make it harder to make moves in the second half of the season
2: yeah i think the you know playing the same teams every night it's you you learn to hate each other and (laughs) uh you get to know the guys on the other team uh quite well whether it's it's good or bad and um i think playing other teams would be uh you know maybe maybe a little a little fun sometimes just seeing seeing other guys and, and other other teams but yeah playing against the same teams every night it's you're you're ready for a physical battle and um Especially for us fighting for those, you know, the last few playoff spots. You know,
0: maybe maybe Tim Speltz is listening, so we'll let you make a campaign pitch <laughs> now for the future. A road city that you guys have not gotten to go to yet that maybe the guys will be okay for. Huh. Let's see.
2: Maybe anywhere. Uh, I played in the Chicago division my first year, so yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun to go back. Those rinks uh, in that division are always bumping and uh, pretty fun rinks to play in. Say a trip to
0: Austin in March isn't going to upset
1: anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> The the interesting thing is how the league has changed. I mean, for people out there listening, again, a thousand when I played in it, a thousand, <laughs> a thousand years ago, I played years in the American League, but it was all east based, right? So it was all a, it was a bus league, and so you you were in touch with everybody because you played everybody there. What but there wasn't the wasn't across the you know across the country across North America, and it's been good though. I think for the most part, to, to how they've brought the the, the affiliate, the AHL teams closer to the you know the NHL parent club teams. Yeah. I mean it's can't get much closer than we are here.
2: Right. Yeah, I think it's it's really beneficial. It's a lot easier uh, for guys traveling when they get called yeah. up. You know, it's a thirty minute drive versus a whatever four hour flight it would have been from Chicago. So um, yeah, I think it's it makes the world a difference for us as players.
0: We're with Captain Braden Pahal and former New Haven Nighthawk Darren Elliott
1: uh, Braden <laughs> that's right <laughs> and LA was the team so you want to Just talk about East base. <laughs> it's like New Haven Nighthawks and you, okay you, LA you can't get much further away than that <laughs> I, I
0: wonder I wonder Braden uh, favorite quote from the office is uh, I wish there was a way to know you were in the uh, in the good old days before you left them my point being is this is a season where again, substantial NHL time and perhaps more on the horizon this season you're going to the all-star game will you look back on this year as a a substantial leap forward season for you in terms of again production your role with the team and the recognition it's gaining
2: yeah I think so for sure I think uh in only my fourth season I think it's really been a little bit of a breakout season for me I think each year I've improved and you know that's what the organizations want to see if you can just keep improving and keep getting better and um you know just scratching and clawing your way to get to the NHL that's my goal and um, you know, I'm gonna hopefully never quit until I can make that.
0: Before we let you go, let's delve into some of the fun stuff that fans just have to know. <laughs> what is on the iPod for Braden Pahal in the locker room right before you go out the gate? iPod. Uh, I've been on. I, the, I dated myself with that, didn't <laughs> I? <laughs> yeah, I <bought> an iPhone. <laughs> come on.
2: Uh, yeah, I've, I'm a really big country guy. I don't really listen to any other music other than country, and uh, I've been on the Zach Bryan train as a blade. So. Okay.
0: If. If uh, Braden Ball was not playing hockey for a living, he would be doing what?
2: Uh, my billet dad was a penitentiary guard in, in Prince Albert, so I might be doing that. I'm not much of a school guy, and, uh, you know, he went right out of high school to to do that. So maybe avoid the college and university as much as possible and find something that I don't need to go to school for.
0: Well, from your style of play, discipline would not be a problem. No. Right? <laughs> that cell block would be in line. Uh, any of you have, there? anything you've been dying to know?
1: Yeah, like what like, – guys, do you, like what do you guys binge? Like like, like used to be movies on the bus. Like now everybody has their own – is there any more collective binging, if you will, and uh, watching it? What's at the, same the back time of on the bus buses? doing? Yeah. yeah, the
2: back of the bus is, is chucking cards around the whole trip. Yeah. If it's a six-hour uh, bus ride, we're playing for Boker. six hours. Uh, no, we play schnarps. Okay, Schnarz, up, yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, so those g- those Canadians get uh, uh, pretty <laughs> heated, but I think we got to get a couple more movies on the bus, and uh, maybe that's on the older guys to, to tell the younger guys to bring 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 some uh, DVDs. <laughs> it is good because you guys had
0: the HDMI cord; you can stream things on the laptop or whatever. So, for example, the the World Junior Final with Czechia and oh, Canada—that yeah. was an intense bus ride. It was to the border too, so I know uh, Yuri Patera. And Lucas Cormier both played in that tournament for Czechia and for Canada, and they were sitting next to each other, civil but intense.
2: Yeah, I think so. It's uh, I wasn't on that trip. I was up with the Golden Knights still, but that's um, right, of course. Yeah, the, it's cool when you can get the football games and stuff too. Yeah, it kind of kills time. And uh, in this league, you're on the bus quite a bit, so uh, whenever you can make the bus a little more enjoyable, it's it's definitely fun.
0: Has anyone put any pressure on you for All-Star Weekend? Are there expectations within the room that you're leaving with? No, no pressure.
2: I think everyone uh, I've talked to has you know, just congratulated me. Everyone's super happy and um, just enjoy the experience. That's the biggest thing. Fa-
0: family's going to be able to go?
2: No, my, my dad's actually here right now, so he'll be missing a few days of, or maybe a couple of rounds of golf that he would have got with me, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he cares too much about that. I'll
0: tell him we're sorry. Had we realized we would have had him on the show, too. That's again, right. Again, I have no voice. We need to get someone in here who knows you and can really dig deep. But, uh, Braden, it was great having you join us. We really appreciate yeah. it. We're excited to watch the All Star festivities. Uh, and good luck this weekend against Colorado as well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you bet. It. Thanks, Braden. That's Silver Knights captain Braden Pahal. We're going to step aside. Uh, Braden's taking off, but Darren and I will be here until the top of the hour at Nighttime Hockey Bar at M Resort talking all things HSK on HSK Today on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle Brian McCormick. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you at Nighttime Hockey Bar at M Resort. We'll be here for the next 15 minutes, so if you were taking your time to come on down and say hi to us, you're running out of time, get over to the table as quickly as you can, but uh <clears throat> great to have captain Braden pahal who will be headed to the all-star game next week uh for the silver knights a couple of big games coming against uh, the colorado eagles before the all-star break that'll be this friday and saturday get your tickets at HendersonSilverKnights.com. darren i want to parlay that into you know we've been discussing it for a, a portion of the the show with each other and yeah. with, with Braden, the uniqueness of the playoff picture in the american hockey league and Again, seven teams will get in from the Pacific. It's it's proportional right. based on the, the division and how many teams are in. But overall, 23 teams out of 32 are going to get in. The value for that, of course, is players get an opportunity to play postseason hockey. Management gets to see them play that right. high-stakes hockey, more viewings. Uh, but it is a model that also, as the Silver Knights are benefiting from right now, Keeps everybody in the race deep into the season. And that,
1: that's that's a good thing for you know because you're looking at you know from the development standpoint. It, you know every market wants to win, um, and and go as long as they possibly can. have as many games at home. Yeah. Um, from the business side, um, but realistically, the big overarching reason for the league is the business side of developing players. And, and so you ha- you give them you know if you're out of it by halfway through the season, well, that's not good. And then On the other side of things, like you said, if you have more teams in the playoffs, those first rounds are best two out of three. Some teams get buys, win the division, and so there's play ins, if you will, for that first round in in certain divisions. So there's all kinds of different ramifications for it, but the bigger, just the easiest answer is more teams in the playoffs at the AHL level for the reason of development.
0: And so for that reason, again, the, the Silver Knights right now head into the weekend. They are four points back of the final playoff spot in the division held by San Jose. They're seven points back of Tucson, who have won five of their last six, I think. Something, something to that degree. That was overnight a week and a half ago. We're one point back of Tucson. Not right. the situation any longer. But it does demonstrate, uh, as Tucson has been nice to demonstrate for us, <laughs> a solid two and a half weeks. Followed by 500 hockey can be enough.
1: But, yeah, and I thought, going back to when uh, we actually were on, uh, we televised the last time I was on with you anyway, was Calgary. And they you know, Calgary's a good team, and they swept them. Right? And it was like, okay, yeah. this is, here this we is go. It. This is the because moment. Because it's, right. it's going to be that best you know, 10 out of 12 or whatever it was at home, and then it kind of just flattened out, it, unfortunately. Now, you got Colorado, if you can do the same thing, a good team, um, and take three or four points. Have a good boost going into the All-Star break at the AHL level, you put yourself in a position where it's not as daunting. Yeah, right? you, yeah. you know, seven to, for Tucson isn't daunting. Certainly, San Jose—that last spot—is up for grabs right yeah. now, for sure.
0: And for the Silver Knights, the one negative or the one unfortunate right. aspect is that they have one more game against San Jose this season. So while they have plenty against Calgary and Coachella, the team that you are chasing you're, right. you're not gonna be able to impact that race yourself except just win as much as you can <laughs> but you know interestingly enough as we talked playoffs it kind of brought into mind something i saw earlier today i saw a report that uh, that ratings for the nhl this season have been down a bit not regionally i don't believe but just the, the national broadcast and and it got me thinking as to, to why and, and you know just
1: hypotheses well, espn and, plus yeah <laughs> All right, we're going to be blunt about it. Fine, let's put it out there. Nobody can find it. Who, who are we making friends with on HSK today? <laughs> that was Darren Elliott. That, yeah, was, Darren not Bri- Elliott that said, was not Brian McCormick. Oh, good thing. I've got no voice. We can say Anybody was on this show. That was
0: Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne was filling in. But, but it also you know, it got me thinking a little bit about the playoff picture on the NHL side. Yeah. And how, to me, I, I'm just someone personally, I miss the one through eight seating.
1: It, well there there's a couple reasons why a lot of people miss that yeah um, it, it, it's it's easier math mathematically to figure out right right um, and, and to track quite frankly because it, it's you know it was a divisional well, it actually it was a conference ranking um, so they're going into the divisional with the wild card and that's I mean wild cards uh, are in every sport now mm-hmm. um, so it, it, it should be an easy concept but it just doesn't seem as easy at the NHL level with the three get in, three get in, and then everybody else. It's uh, fighting for the last two. Wow! And it's hard to track who are they playing, how many games, you know, games in hand. Who are they playing against? How many more right. do they have against? That that those and that's what people miss is we know used to be, and that I I liked the NHL. I mean, again, I don't mind this. But we all kind of crave the old Norris division, Smythe division, right. one through – it's like, okay, we know how many times we're going to play them down the stretch, and it's going to, it's going to matter. I think something else that I remember
0: from the, the one through eight, and again, for, I'm sure most of our audience would remember, but one through eight, the top – the division winners of, at that time, the three divisions right. in each conference would go one, two, three, and then it would stack four through right. 16 mm-hmm. for, for everybody else. And in that setup – pardon me – <laughs> in, that there we go. in that setup and, and right now we're discussing about national broadcasts. Again, no one's saying that people don't, in Vegas don't want to watch VGK in right. San Jose. What we're saying is that on a given night, people aren't as scintillated by Carolina and Pittsburgh per se than they than they have been in the last couple of years. Right. To me, I remember growing up in New York watching a lot of Ranger games and in the late 90s, early 2000s, the Rangers were not good but they were good enough to be 9th, 10th In the mix around playoff chase time right and in those times who was seventh who was eighth there were times when an Ottawa Senators Florida Panthers game meant the world to me and I wasn't gonna miss it the way it's set up right now I really only care about the teams in my division and maybe that one team from the other division that's in that wild card thing you've kind of diluted the reason for me to care about what again as a VGK, other team, right? yeah what what's uh, minnesota and colorado do tonight i might not care as much as i would in another setup
1: well like we said at the uh, top of the show with with the flat spot that the vegas golden knights uh, have hit i mean they had the all-star break 2-6 uh, and 2 in their last 10 so a little bit more than a flat spot it's more of a dent right um but what that has done at the same time the edmonton oilers 7-1 and 2 uh, you know, Colorado 7-3, I don't care. Like you just said, cause it, it, below the line, I, I care really about I know. I, I, but now it's, you know, I should care because, you know, Vegas right now sits in third. Mm-hmm. So All right, so the uh, automatic bid for their division. But Edmonton is now two points behind, and you have Calgary that is five points behind, and they each have a game in hand. So suddenly you become it, and then, you, then it's like, Okay, we're below the wild, our divisional, we're in the wild card picture. We're out of the playoff per se, if you yeah. will, or we're in that one or two wild card spot. Now I have to f- care about Colorado? Mm-hmm. Like, now I have to care about Na- Nashville? I haven't thought about them Suddenly, all Suddenly, yeah. But that's your point. You haven't thought about them all that's year. That's exactly it. And it's like, why would I care? Oh, now I have to right. care? What? The, and the, so
0: there used to be a race that involved five. It's too herky jerky. It's, it's a yeah. race that involves a couple. And I'll tell you, the other end of the spectrum of that, too, again, because we're just talking about. Interest. That's yeah. what we're talking about. That's Just right. Interest. Yeah, yeah. And and frankly, interest in teams that aren't yours. When I was a kid, it could be February first. If Colorado and Detroit were playing, you were watching. That's right. You were, and that's that's what is missing. It's it's if you're looking for the NFL comparison, when Brady and Rogers are playing on a Sunday, you're sitting down on Sunday. The NHL had that in those kinds of matchups. Now.
1: They haven't. They, they've, they've, it's gone away. Whatever that would no be, now, let,
0: let's talk Let's talk Boston and Tampa. Boston and Tampa playing, oh, that's an Eastern Conference Finals preview, perhaps? No. They're not going to meet any later than the second round. That's right. And that's another thing. You've got your, top, that's the other thing. your uh, best matchups are getting done with too early in the process.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's backwards because the first round might be the most compelling now of right. the playoffs right. because of those matchups. Um, and Certainly, you're going to hear the the cliche. I'll probably say it more than this time. A good good teams are going to be out in the first round. No yeah. kidding, right? But that's again part of this yeah. part of this format is like that. And it was always like that because the four or five matchup was always pretty even, um, and, and one team had to lose. But it seemed as if. It played out the way it's supposed to more often, right? Um, Whereas it, now, now you, if you're in the East, you're legitimately
0: saying, okay, what is the path in which someone might hopefully take care of Boston for me?
1: <laughs> that's right. I think Boston, <laughs> Boston, Toronto play tonight. Now there's a rivalry because yeah. Toronto hasn't been able to beat them in forever. You know, and, and Toronto's had a good team for a long time and hasn't been able to get. They haven't been able to get past Boston or Tampa. Yeah. Um, but again, that's that's kind of the. You know, that, that's the, the anomaly of the setup right now. It's just, I, again, it, it shouldn't be that hard. And it, it's like the old unintended consequences because the wild cards, I'm sure, hey, that'll create more You're trying interest. to manufacture the, the rivalries. Like, we
0: already had them. They were happening <laughs> no, already.
1: I know. I, I mean, that's, that's... The Minnesota and Chicago and all those. They were built in. And so we're not trying to
0: cause trouble. <laughs> just this is, this is our fun commissioner for a day question. Uh, I think me and Darren will both prod around uh, with that. Tell you what, if you do have NHL Network and you're around your uh, your couch, at I think 6 p.m. tonight, uh, the Regina uh, Regina Pats, <laughs> Regina Pats, and the Calgary Hitmen are going to be on. Connor Bedard is going to be on TV. Nice. Probably sit down and try to and catch some of that.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be the number one pick, and he's going to play in the league next year. Unlike what happened this past season, with, yeah. you know who's going to be the number one pick. And it, he seems to be that generational definitive talent that, that there will be no question about it. Um, he certainly showed it at the World Juniors in his peer group, and it wasn't really even mm-hmm. his peer group. He was that much younger than everybody else, m- most of the players um, in that tournament. So, yeah, that's, that's, good, uh, that's good to know.
0: It's tantalizing, I think, where he <laughs> could end up because, again, there's a lottery, of course. He could end up in Columbus. But if you look at some of the places he could go, if you, if you had a star like him land in Chicago again, what that would do for the for the league in terms of yes. marketing potential, or if you take him and think about dropping Connor Bedard in Anaheim with Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale, yeah, my word, what that would look like for a long time to come in the VGK division,
1: yeah, and, and I mean look at look at what uh, Maddie Beneers has meant to, yeah, you know, cracking Quick, quickly, right? I mean sale cracking like oh. Uh, the same team as last year. It's not the same no. team. It, it, even personnel-wise, you know, they, they went out and got back. and you know, Beniers only played 10 games, and suddenly you go, they have a little more juice there than, than they had last year, and, and it's showing right away. Uh, you mentioned a team that uh, I don't know what you could ever do. They've won Stanley Cups. They've been to the final a couple. Carolina Hurricanes, and they're just an awesome team. Yeah. But who's their rival? Like, it's the Carolina Hurricanes. It's like for, like for some unknown reason, maybe – because it just when they won the cup it was right out of the original big lockout the whole that lost the whole season right. They surprised every peter laviolette he figured out the new rules before anybody else did because that, that's when they introduced the no hooking right, no holding right. uh no more water skiing away from the puck so it opened up the game and he had a skating team and they surprised everyone um you know, before that, they lost to Detroit in two thousand and two. Carolina hurt. Really? What? Oh, okay, that's a nice little story. Yeah, but it hasn't.
0: They, they, they upended really good Devils teams more than once.
1: Correct. Yeah, they did do that. And 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 they're quite, seventy-four points. Sorry, thirty-three, nine, and eight. Like they are having an outstanding season. It's like everyone's talking "I want New Jersey." No one's talking about it. No, New, no one's talking about New, it. No, they're talking about Jersey's resurgence, which they should. Not talking about star players, the young star players. New Jersey has them. Rangers are, you know, a really good team again. Um, Boston, of course, everybody's talking about them. Toronto, because it's Toronto, everybody talks about them ad nauseum anyway. Um, and then you have Tampa. Uh, so, And that's going to wrap up HSK today. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott,
0: had fun at Ember Resort, nighttime hockey bar. We'll see you this weekend for Silver Nights Hockey.